Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Log Talk Radio. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eden, and I am here with the talk of the town. I know you're going to dig this. Here with the talk of the town. Thank you to the hometown Martinette in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millett and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music. Here with the talk of the town. person who has not heard that big clip mixtape yet. Hmm. Everybody's talking about it, huh? Yeah, you're behind, man. Yeah. You're behind I'm in life. Yeah. I'm not you're one, deaf. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome everybody. Welcome to the Middleman Present. Talk to town with Nick Eden. I am your host, Nick Eden. I got my man Al with me. He's back. What's good? What's good? Yeah, I've been on a party type hiatus, but uh, I'm back in the game, man. Yeah, man, I was back. Uh, KG's not with us tonight, and I'm actually doing the um, show via satellite, and it's storming like I don't know what here in Georgia. So if I break out just a little bit, y'all bear with me, okay? I had to do it via satellite, but it's all good. Because we're still gonna give you the best, the best of talk radio. Um, I wanna start off, oh man, with the sales chart. Justin Timberlake's been killing it, man. I don't know if he's what he getting. Five million, man. Nah, he ain't quite there yet. He's uh, he's definitely inching towards two. So far, he's his third week in a row at number one with his new album, The 2020 Experience. Um, right. comes in with 135,000 copies. Um. That's it. Dude is killing it. Um, yeah. Lil Wayne is in at number five with I Am Not a Human Being 2 with 61,000 copies. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. And uh, rounding out the urban releases for the top 10 is Bruno Mars with Unorthodox Jukebox coming in with 34,000 copies. Now, let me say this because I'm not being funny when I say this. And maybe I just haven't been paying attention. What record has Lil Wayne had out to promote this I Am Not a Human Being 2? Well, well, you know, he had that, um, I ain't got no words, and, you know, my bitches, well, excuse my language, but my chicks love me, you know. I think those two records right there, I mean, they played them, well, well that, I ain't got no words, they played the mess out of that song until that My Chicks Love Me song came out, and now you hit it on the radio like not to go on North. But isn't the okay. song that, okay, let me, let me ask you this, what's that song that he did about, uh, like, the baby dying or whatever? In the hospital, you know, like the one that he originally came out with, like the first single, where everybody was like, I can't believe this. I can't believe Lil Wayne is actually rapping about this topic. We is know, that on that I, I stopped listening to Lil Wayne a long time ago. So I couldn't tell you. I just know that, you know, let, let's be honest, you know, that camp, they're known for buying their own albums. Like, that's no secret. They are known right. for purchasing their own album. 
So I'm just, you know, I'm a little bit out of the loop on that. So I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. Because, you know, usually he has, like, this huge rollout going when his album is getting ready to drop and all this good stuff. But it, 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 I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to stick on that. You know, shout out to him. You know, he, he do what you do. Uh, you know, it right. is what it is. Um, if you guys tuned in, and thanks to everybody who did tune in to the uh, Tuesday morning takeover, um, you, you 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 were there for a great show, great show, great show. Had a lot of fun with that show. Um, we talked about we talked about Ray J. <sighs> Ray Man, J. that's your boy. That's your boy. Ready now, my boy. Uh, he can yeah, show home Mississippi is closer to y'all. A lot closer no, to y'all than it is no, to us. No, 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 I don't want to hear that. Nope, I don't want to hear it, that. It, it's closer to Macomb. It's closer to uh, it, it's closer to Columbus than it is to uh, Gulfport. I'm sorry. No, it ain't. Yes, it is. No, it ain't. Macomb is on the other side of Mississippi at the bottom, closer to you. Thank nah, you, bro. Nah, yeah. bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's y'all, boy. He's from the coast. <laughs> The West Coast. He's from California. I ain't claiming that. Nah. All yeah. I'm saying is, yeah. <laughs> Ray J sounds like a, a a nagging little brother. He sounds like Stippler's little brother on the first American Pie. Yeah, that's what he reminds me of. If you guys have not heard it, hit it first song. I'm just saying, dog. I'm just saying. If you've not heard this, I hit it first song. Hey. Uh, do need to be, he, he need to be flawed for that one, and you know Kanye hasn't directly addressed it yet. You know, apparent uh, well allegedly someone from his camp, um, you know, quoted him as saying, "Tell Ray J to call me when he hits the hundred million mark because I hit that first mm. But let's be honest, neither, neither one of them hit Kim Kardashian first. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, if you want to put it all out there, I mean, you know, who knows if I did or not? You know what I'm saying? I mean, who right. knows? But, but you gotta, you know, as being Kanye West, it's like you, you of course, you're gonna come to the defense of your baby mom. But at the same time, you gotta know that when you wife up a chick that has a a high profile chick that has a sex with another. I don't even want to call this guy a celebrity, but another celebrity, that type of thing is going to happen. Hmm. Oh, well. Think we lost. Nick, check your mic, man. Anyway. But, um,. Yeah, really kind of, I mean, he, he, you know, when I first saw and heard the song, you know, people out there listening, um, the first thing I thought in my mind was like, what is he getting at? Is he trying to find some type of validation or is he trying to get back into the limelight? Because we all know what happened to Ray Day, you know, a couple of years back, you know, he acting like um, he punk Fabulous. And then, of course, Fabulous came back and gave us, you know, his side of the story about, you know, him and Ray J bumping into each other at the uh, um, Floyd Mayweather fight. So, of course, throughout that time, Ray J has been kind of silent. You know, hasn't put any music out or anything. So, now, you get this song with Kim Kardashian. About what well, about Kim Kardashian, you know. And then also the picture video, whoever put together the video, well, they were just straight wrong with it. I mean, the video was... <laughs> The picture video was hilarious, too. So if you haven't got a chance to uh, look at the actual picture video to the song, I hit it first. Go to World Star Hip Hop or just type it in on YouTube and you'll definitely pull it up. So, But off to other news, your boy Rick Ross, man. Uh, I mean, I, I did hear the interview with, um, with uh, Rocco. On um, Power 105. No, I, I keep getting them messed up. Either, either way it goes. He did an interview um, 
uh, with the radio station recently, uh, Rocco did, and um, there will be another version of the You Ain't Know song. And, of course, you know, he stated that Rick is going to stay on the original version. You know, that's not going to change because it's already out there. But there will be an alternate version of that particular track, which they're going to call it the remix. And for what was discussed, possibly, um, I mean, we don't know this yet, but um, Jeezy does have a verse out there. Um, it, it hasn't been finalized that Jeezy's going to make the cut, you know, to, to the track, but I think he probably will. But there are some other artists in which Rocco did not name that will possibly be on the remix. He said he has like five or six verses that he's looking at. So, so but, uh, let, let me just say this about Rocco. Rocco signed. I don't know. I don't know if everybody out there knows. Uh, Rocco recently signed with E1 Music, mm-hmm. and um, a friend of mine is actually over the legal department at E1, and she's she's already stated the controversy is good for the uh, for the visuals, but it's not going to be taken that far. like it's because it's at a certain point now. It's just like the the first look. Okay, oh, it's Rocco's song is bringing some attention to Rocco. That's fine, but it's like now they got to kind of steer away from that because right. it's just not a good look. It's not a good look overall, right? Really and that's, nice and, that's and I think he kind of said something like that too. I think he kind of said that uh, because for one, he is trying to become more mainstream uh, with his music, and you know. Of course, there are things in which he's going to abide by to make sure that his contract stays where it needs to be. And he stays in good In other words, Rose ain't messing up his check. Right. But for those who already got that version of the song, it's out there. Now, right, are I mean, they going to take it? Right. But are they... Are they gonna take like like you know like they have uh, a picture video of it on YouTube? Are they gonna snatch that off YouTube? I don't know, cause you know they will do that. They've been known. They have they been known. Do. I tell you what, I want to. I, I don't even want to go into a song uh, for today, but I will say this: uh, probably nine times out of ten, if we did uh play a song today. It probably would have been a felt five song. And let me tell you why. Um anybody who's been listening to Talk of the Town over the last few weeks know we've been featuring, you know, the hip hop artist felt five a lot. And it's, it's really for the reason that we feel that a lot of other hip hop artists like him who are out there doing real music should be featured. Nobody else is giving real hip hop a chance right now. And we're gonna do that. Is yep. it the most popular decision? Probably not. But you know what? That's fine. We're going to keep supporting the real hip-hop artists that support us, the Felt Fives of the world, you know, the Steel Mags of the world, the Big Crits. For those who don't know, if you listen to our Sunday show, that's uh, on our outro, that's Big Crit on the outro. You get what I'm saying? Like, you, you have to realize that at some point, somebody has to be the first to stand up and say, look, there's some cats out yep. there doing hip-hop, and I'm going to support them. And that's what the middlemen are going to do. We're going to do that. We're going to continue to do that. You know, so so yeah, we're not playing a, a song tonight um, because we got a loaded show. But you know, if we were, it would be someone along the line of a Felt Five or a Steel Mag or or a Crit or a Killer Mike. I'm telling you right now, that rap album that he put out last year, classic. And I feel bad because I was so late on it, but it was a classic. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a straight classic, and it's the type of hip hop that I grew up on. It's the type of hip-hop that I wanted to listen to that I just don't hear in the mainstream anymore. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and get right into it today. Whew. Man. Changing your style. Is it reinvention or selling out? Now, a famous line by 50 Cent once said, go ahead, switch your style up, and if they hate, then let them hate and watch the money pile up. Now, credibility is one of the few things that fans of music hold on to the most. The feeling that an artist that you respect has sold out or switched their style is one that's a nail in the coffin for that type of fan. Now, artists such as 50 Cent, Ace Hood, Usher, and most famously Ja Rule have faced this criticism for a good portion of their career. Industry insiders would simply call this reinvention. 
The question is, what would you call it? Now, we're going to get right into this. Now, what, what do you think? What, what do you think reinvention is? Um, I mean, you got to think about reinvention as far as with those who've been in the game more than a decade and a half to two decades. You know, you wouldn't come in... Well, I can't hear. It. I still like the Blue Jack Swing style. You know what I'm saying? Like on certain songs. You know, I, I mean, it's it, it's still cool. But you got like, and we'll use this. I mean, we'll probably bring up this guy later. You know, Puff Daddy. P Diddy. Diddy. He has reinvented himself several times. He has changed his roster of artists several times. He has did several different projects that sound. I mean, you know it's Diddy, but they are different. You know, he brought in different producers and different writers to give him a different feel. He reinvents himself. Same thing with, um, I mean, you can even look at Cash Money. Compared to what they used to do up to now, they reinvented themselves. You know, and, and they're still, you know, selling records. You know, yes, they changed out their roster. Some of the people that were there back in the day are still there. Some of the people that were there back in the day, they coming back to cash money. Um, now, as far as No Limit, um, that, that's I, don't, I don't know. That's a damn shame is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I can't say that about No Limit right now. I, I, I really can't. They don't have that same funk like they have with those artists that they had back in the day. Those artists from No Limit, in my, in my eyes, they're less. Because you can mention the old No Limit and mention Mia X, Fiend, Mac, you know, Club Duggery, Mystical, Cain uh, and Abel, all them type guys. You know, if you're from the South or the Coast or uh, West Coast, Slim, you know those well, I know people that took Soldier Slim's death harder than Pac or Biggie. Yeah. And I'm talking about a good amount of people. Yeah, a good amount of people. So you're absolutely right. What they're doing right now is now they're just trying to be relevant. I do agree with you. You have artists like Diddy. He is definitely the king of reinvention. Um, R. Kelly is another one that I would think he constantly reinvents okay. himself. Right. He constantly reinvents himself. And it doesn't seem corny when he does it. Mm-hmm. You know. So I, I I definitely get that. Um, I, I think. But well, let's go with the the, the Webster's. Dictionary um, definition of reinvent is to make as if for the first time something already invented, to remake or redo completely, or to bring into use again. Now, I would say successful artists who reinvented themselves would be the ditties of the world. The even Jay Z, like if you remember when Jay Z first came out, Jay Z kind of had that. Stutter step, real rap fast type of style, and then he kind of slowed right. it down. You get what I'm saying? So I will put Jay Z in that list. R. Kelly, Busta, you know, Busta, when he came out, he was all yelling. <laughs> right, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Busta sped it up, slowed it yeah. up. But well, he slowed it down for a second. He was calm with it. Like, I mean, he he's kind of switched. He switched his style up, but it's it, it's been. It's been old. It's still busted. I guess that's the thing about it. The skill is still there, and I guess, I guess that's the thing about it. Now, one artist that, well, two I can think of that are successful, but they reached a lot of criticism because of what they did. Usher and Ja Rule. Let me start with Usher. Usher, you go from selling 10 million copies of Confessions, which was a pure R&B album. The album was pure R&B. Then you come out with all this dance, pop, revolution, you know, Euro, OMG, DJ got us falling in love, and it was just like, oh, man, he's chasing trends. You know, he's chasing trends. And it it turned a lot of people off from him. His thing was, you know, between the album, he did put out an album called Here I Stand, the one that had love in his club on it. Now, while the album did go platinum, it wasn't nearly the success of his other album. And that was probably his most grown album to date. 
So I get where it came from. He was like, oh, well, I'm not relevant on the, on the charts anymore. I've always been popular. I've always been this, that. So now i got to go out and i got to chase him. So hit, let me go chase this sound that people like Neo and David Guetta have, um, you know, made popular. And here comes, oh, my God. And they put him back on the map. And, I mean, I'm not necessarily mad at him, but, I mean, it is what it is. Dude switched up his style. He he really did switch his style. You go from yeah. you got it bad to OMG, like, you know. It, it, yeah, that, that, now, when that OMG song came out, of course, I automatically knew who he got it from. So I heard it. But did I feel like that was Usher? Hell no. Did I feel like Usher was too damn old, excuse my language, to be singing a song called OMG? Yes. Because I feel like Usher should be coming into his own zone of doing some baby face, um, like bringing back that true R&B, knowing that we both know that Usher cannot reach certain registers with his voice range, but you get the right writer and the right producers behind you to get that feel to match his tone of where he needs to be as far as range, Usher can put out some good R&B music. Well, I'll tell you somebody who's beating him to the punch. Somebody who's beating him to the punch is Chris Brown. If you've heard Chris Brown's new single, Fine China, dude. I need to listen to that. Dude. I got it in the email. I just haven't listened to it yet. I've I've been bullcrapping. Well, I'll put it to you like this. One, it's going to give you that that Michael Jackson feel. It's an ode to Michael Jackson. These are okay. probably the best vocals I've heard from Chris Brown ever. Wow. I would challenge you to say, I mean, he and he said he purposely, he got, he went to live instrumentation just like the dude. You just got to hear the song. Yeah. You know, but to me, that's reinventing yourself because it's like, where is he going to go? His last album he put out was you know, like almost all techno. It's like, where is he going to go now? You get what I'm saying? Right. So right. for him to just go back like that, to me, that's reinvention. Now, let's look at someone like Ja Rule. And I know that a lot of people take Ja Rule as like, oh, he's a, you know, a joke of the music business. But let's not get it twisted. For a good three, four years, Ja Rule was the hottest thing on the charts. Like, you, people want to admit it. They don't have to admit it. But, you know, it, it, it's the truth. That um, he had a run from maybe 2000 to 2002, like late 2002, that was just like, I mean, he was going triple. Yeah, he made a lot of money. Yeah. But see, if anybody who had his first album, Vinny Vedevici, that came out back in 99, that album was cold. Bruh, that album made me a Ja Rule fan. Yeah. That first I, album, I, I, I want that album back. Bruh, that album was sick. Yeah. That album was sick. I was like, okay, this dude is going to be something to a force to deal with. And the album went platinum. He kind of got overshadowed because he came out with a newer crop of artists from Def Jam that were just over. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I'm not even going to say a newer crop, but a lot of them popped off at the same time. You had the Rough Riders Camp, you know, blowing up. You know, you had uh, Jay-Z who just went through the roof and almost and just by association, people in Rockefeller, like Beanie Siegel, he coming out the gate going gold, Memphis Bleak going gold. So you had a lot that came out there. He kind of got lost in the shuffle. When he came back with Rule 336, which was that first album when he started singing, kind of, that first single was um, Between Me and You. Now, I remember... I remember um, an interview with Irv Gotti. And Irv said he took the album to Lear Cohen and and they're meeting at Def Jam. They played the album and Lear said, what the F is this? This is what we gave you money for? No, you go back right now, you bring us another Jai album. We're not putting this out. Now, that album, you know, it went on the the triple platinum album. Like that single with Christina Million, that went, you know, I, I want to say it was like top 10, Billboard 100, Hot 100, you know, and then that uh, Put It On Me and 
all of the, and then from there he just kept singing. You know, he had to yep. open it up with Case, and he had the, the record with Ashanti, and he had the I'm Real record. The one like, with Mary J. Then, yeah, then he, he had, then he, right, then he got record with Enrique Iglesias, and it's just like, oh, my God. It's like, dude. And it worked. At that point, Def Jam was like, okay, we don't like it, but it's selling. You can't really get mad at it because he was successful at it. It right. just so happens that when his fall came, his fall came kind of hard. And kind of breaking topic real quick, that's one of the reasons that I'm really and truly scared for Drake. And I mm. say that for the reason. there I see a lot of similarities between Drake and Ja Rule. All I'm going to say is, and, and like I said, people people give Ja Rule a hard time. It's not like Ja couldn't rap. Right, that's true. Let's not let's, let, let's not get it twisted. Dude could rap. Dude could rap. And he was distinctive. On and yep, he was very, distinctive. very distinctive. Yep. You know, but just their persona and how they're perceived by the general public, I see a lot of similarities. So it's like, man, when that fall hits, that fall hits hard. Yep. That fall hits hard. Like, you know, it, it's... Yeah. But I, I didn't want to break topic, but you know it's, it's just kind of on that. That yeah, we kind of yeah, we kind of on it. We got it. Yeah. Now there were some unsuccessful artists who you know reinvented them, who tried to reinvent themselves. Uh, Hammer. You remember when Hammer signed with Death Row? Yeah. Pumps in the box. Yeah, that messed him up, man. This dude had on leather boots and a bikini bottom. I'm like, dude, pastor, why are you at a swimming pool with a bunch of men? Right. And you have on bikini bottoms. Hopping it. Like, isn't this, we got to pray just to make it today? Like, you know, that didn't work. That was selling out. Mm-hmm. Without question. Yeah, <laughs> all the way. Question. Yeah, that that was selling out. I, I just, that you know, that, in the largest sense of the word, was selling out. So, I don't want anybody to ever get that twisted. What I want to do is I want to go ahead and play that um, that Killer Mike clip that we got. Uh, basically, I want to go from where we were going with motivation. That's going to be our next topic on this. Motivation on why you would actually, you know, quote unquote, sell out. So let's go ahead and play that okay. Killer Mike clip real quick. All right, here we go. Now, being you from ATL, you've seen so many variations of the ATL rap scene. How do you feel about it right now with the two chains and the futures and the Trinidad I'm very James? proud of Titty Boy and Future in particular because when 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 people and I just say Titty Boy to qualify, he's been doing this. 10, 11 years, and he was the most ignored, the most kicked around, the most overlooked, the most not mentioned guy in a crew. And I know what that feels like. And he never stopped working. He never stopped pushing toward it. He never stopped figuring it out. And he figured out his sweet spot. So I'm very proud of him. I'm very proud of Future Future because I feel like Future used to be a rapper's rapper. Like, he's he's Dungeon Family. And he was Dungeon Family second generation. And Rico done put out a project. And he was a rapper's rapper, and nobody gave a damn. So he went in the studio, and he figured out how to become something else. Like, he's not a rapper. He's he, 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 he his, his movement makes me feel like when, when, um, when, like, Dance Hall first hit in the 90s to us. And it just became, like, big. Like, we were like, what is yeah. And our parents were like, that's reggae, idiot. You know? <laughs> so for me, he is a, he's an artist in the melodies he does of that caliber. It reminds me of like, Jack, that, um, what's my man that was um, from the in 90s in Jamaica? Shaka, Chaka, what was his name? Shabba Ricks. Shabba, it reminds me of like Shabba's thing. Like, you couldn't say Shabba was a singer or a rapper. You just like that. Future does something that's weird and quirky. It's a different melody. Mm-hmm. It's like Jamaican almost. It, it doesn't fit timing, but it feels good and it's so good. That was my man Killer Mike on Power 105, uh, The Breakfast Club with um, DJ Andy, Charlamagne the God, and Angela Yee. And uh, he brings up a good point. He brings up a good point. Now, that's true. Titty Boy, if you guys don't know who Titty Boy is, that's two chains for all you newer fans. But, um, you know, most of us know him as Titty Boy, one half of the Red Circle. Well, Titty Boy. From DTP though, before Player Circle, 
Yeah, that's true. But I wouldn't say that he necessarily changed his style. He reinvented himself more from a from an image, more from a persona, even to the point of changing his name. Yeah. Which I thought was I thought that was a brilliant move. Because if you don't know a two chains verse at all, what you do know is right before that verse comes in, he's gonna scream two chains. Two like, chains. Yep. You know, yep. so the reinvention from that point, I don't think that was selling out in the least. I think I agree with Killer Mike from the standpoint of saying that he found his sweet spot. He's been putting in work for a long time, and when I say he's been putting in work, he was the most ignored cat from BTP. You know, they would. You know, I remember, I remember actually sitting there talking with him once, and he was just like, every time I turn around, somebody else knew it's signed to DCP, and it's like, you've got the talent here, they just don't have, they're not having the, the forward vision to push the talent that's already there. Right. You get what I'm saying? So he just went out and he did his own thing. He reinvented himself. And it was like a brand new rapper coming out. Yep. You know, so I, I definitely say from his standpoint, that was motivation to reinvent yourself, and I think the motivation behind that was right, and it worked. Yeah. In one now, my... Oh, go ahead. I mean, I, I mean, well, you know, my question, you know, with that, when he became to change, and you know, he, you know, he started doing a lot of stuff on his own. You know, of course, he had that, you know, that duffel bag, you know, boy song, whatever, with, I don't even know who the other guy's name was. I know how he looked. Dollar Boy. Dollar Boy. Yeah, Dollar Boy. Yeah, Dollar Boy. Where's Dollar Boy now? I don't know. I don't see Dollar Boy nowhere. He's two chains everywhere. Two chains had a nice deal behind him. Kanye said if you want to track with us 100 G's now, where's Dollar Boy? So is that reinventing yourself too? Leaving, you know, your partner to pursue what's best for you solo? Or if, I mean, because they did have that hit with, with Wayne. They did make a lot of money off that. But, yeah, I mean, he's probably making a whole lot more now by himself. Is that reinventing himself too? I, th- I think it is. Like, I think that to me, Two Chains is the ultimate come up story because mm-hmm. unfortunately, you don't have a lot of Two Chains. And what I mean by that is, Two Chains to me, he was like the young buck of DTP. You remember when Young Buck was with UTP uh, Records with. Um, uh, with Juvenile Yeah It was a long time ago And it just It wasn't working It wasn't working Now I'm pretty no. sure That he and Juvie were cool I'm pretty sure That he was yeah. cool With Stephen and Wacko But it just Was not working Then here comes The situation With G-Unit And It works It works wonders As a matter of fact It was the best political movie ever made Now in the Grand yeah. scheme of things Is he do you think he's necessarily mad? Do you think that, you know, Skip and Wacko are mad at him, or are they mad at themselves that they didn't do the same thing? That whole situation with UTP, um, I was really kind of confused about it because of, I mean, of course you got Juve. It's just like, um, like how R. Kelly was with, uh, what's the group that he was in, um, uh, public announcement. It's just like how how R. Kelly yeah, was with a public announcement. Like without R. Kelly, what was public announcement? Without public announcement, what is UTP? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, what could they have done for Buck? But let's be yeah. honest. How many situations has uh, somebody been in a group and they're just like, okay, obviously this person needs to go solo. I, it, it's just one of the situations. Obviously, this person needs to go solo. Now, I don't know how the Destiny Child situation panned out. Now, we all know 
what we think already, you know. Beyonce daddy. Yeah, we know that. But yeah. with the whole situation, with the dancing child thing, and then next thing you know, Beyonce is like larger than life now. And then here comes Kelly, you know, she has her hits here and there, but Michelle goes to do gospel. Okay, well, let's look at it like this. Let's look at it like this. In that situation, I think that situation, you got to look at That was going to happen eventually. Dude with her okay. father. It was going to happen eventually that Beyonce was going to go solo. But when you think about the situation standing from it, and think about everybody that benefited from that situation, why, yes, Destiny's Child is not together anymore, but think about if Destiny's Child would have still been together with no solo record from Beyonce. Let's just be honest. She would get sick of an act after a while. And people would get sick of Destiny's Child. I got sick of Beyonce. Yeah, that's like after the second album, I got like real sick of it. Like I, I didn't want to hear nothing at all. You got to strike when iron hot. And think about it's produced steady careers for all of them. It's produced a steady career for um for Kelly, uh, even, Kelly. even Latoya. Yeah, even, Latoya. Yeah. You know, Latoya had a Grammy nod. Yeah. She had a number one album. She had a platinum album. Nobody, everybody yeah. said that that's she true. couldn't do it on her own. That's Nobody true. believed that she could do it. And she did. You know, she came back from that situation. Michelle, you know, she had a, she had two number one gospel albums. She just signed a new deal with Light Records. She's got her own um, reality show that's about to come out on WeTV and a new album. Right. She's got a very successful career off Broadway. Like, I mean, it was a win-win situation for everybody except, like, the girl that stayed there for, like, three days and then Latavia. But, uh, you know, hey. It is what it is, but I, I get I guess and, and I don't want to get too far off of what we were talking about in the situation with Two Chains and Dollar Boy. Dollar Boy had the same. I, I tell people this all the time. Everybody has the same opportunity to do something. Dollar Boy yeah. was on that song too. Dollar Boy was on Duffel Bag too. He had the same opportunity to reinvent himself and put himself out there. You have some people that just want it more than others. Just, and, and that's just it, it is what it is It's the same thing If you look at Little Brother I hated to see Little Brother uh, Break up But you knew You knew That Fonte was going to go solo Sooner or later Yeah You get what I'm yeah. saying So That yeah. that, And I guess that goes into Our next portion of it Which is Motivation You know Behind reinvention If you look at it Let's just be honest I mean, you got a lot of artists that, uh, well, that that were in groups as kids, and now you know they're you know they're doing pretty well. Um, I mean, you take for instance um, Bobby Valentino. Now, true enough, the group that he was in, um, Mister. I don't even know where them other guys at. Like, or even if they even still living. But Bobby V is out here making it happen. I mean, he made it happen with several labels. Uh, he even got his own label now, and he's still making it happen on, on his own. I don't know if he got. Well, I think he got a. Oh, oh is he on E1 too? I want to say he was on E1 or is on E1 now. I don't know, but I know he has his own uh, label called Blue Star. In fact, whatever. But uh, I mean, maybe maybe what he you know been through in his past situation you know in that particular group, Mister, maybe that motivated him you know to continue to uh, you know go to school and then pursue his career in the music industry, which is what he did. Um, and he you know he was able to have some successful records. Uh-huh. Uh I mean, there are other artists out there. In that particular situation, like, um, I mean, I even hate. I like this guy, you know. G, you know, you'll probably clown me on this, but I like Young Bro. I hate where Young Bro is right now. I really do, but I like Bro. I hate that the situation that he was in with, um, you know, with Tip and um, 
PSC squad, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I I can't see Joe bouncing back right now. I can't. And as much as I want him to, I can't. I I well, like Joe. You know he's about to come back. What's up, everybody? This me. I'm back in the building. But um, <laughs> nah, man. Joe is actually in a situation where he's about him and uh, he and uh. Uh, T.I.P. is actually working again in the studio, so you should you should see a return of him pretty well, soon. Well, I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. Yeah, you should see a now, return of him pretty soon. Right. I'm happy about that. Now, because this Polo album was supposed to have been out four years ago. That's not, even if he called it Polo. Right. Hey, you know, if you can catch me up to speed, I mean, where are we at in the conversation right now? Because, um, I mean... Well, so, you know, we're talking about the motivational level of these artists continuing to do what they do after they reinvent themselves. Oh. Well, I mean, I know you guys probably talked about Prince when he reinvented himself. No, we did not talk about Prince. You know, you got to think about it, man. Prince came out. Prince actually reinvented himself, but the sound and and the presence of his sound stayed the same several times, if you think about it with exactly. Prince. Exactly. You know, right. but... As a entity, you know, he became the question mark. Uh, then he became the artist formerly known as. And he, you right. know, I mean, that was a sem- that was a several reinventions of himself. I you think know the ultimate saying? person that reinvented themselves, like for the best, and and had the best career was Michael Jackson. No, I disagree. <laughs> no, dude, you're crazy. No, Michael Jackson, man, man Michael Jackson. Man, when Michael on, Jackson man. went from got, black got, to white, got, man, that's not a reinvention. That just bleeps. No, 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 no. You got you got dark skinned Mike. His music, dark skinned Mike music, totally is totally different from uh, Scream Mike. Well, I'm just saying that's got, why you asked the question. Black got, or white, man? I like the black um, version of him. I can't. You know. uh, I mean, I mean, but but still though, Mike still sold millions of records, no matter how much he like his like his but, sound. Change. You That's know, you got to think about this, and, and regardless of what you're saying, think about it. In the in the middle of him being, you know, black and white, he was brown. And that's when the transition happened for him to be able to sell those millions of records because when Bad came out, he was in the middle of that transition between and going that, no, around and, 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 and Bad. Hold on, Kev. Bad sounds totally different from what? Bad sounds totally different from... Oh no, I'm uh, not tripping on the sound now. I'm not tripping on the sound per se. That's where I mean, those are different eras. You got to think about it. Off the wall exactly. came out in the seventies. Exactly. That came out in the late eighties. I mean, mid eighties. Exactly. Exactly. And, you reinventing, and his image changed with each album. Well, I think, okay. I think, me personally, I think he, as far as even just reinventing himself, I wouldn't even say reinventing himself. He just stayed current with the times, as far as musically. That's not reinventing me. Me reinventing himself is coming from we knew you as this and now you are that. My music was always more. Kev, let's be honest. Come on, let's 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 be real. Because I remember shortly after he died, they did like this this composite of what he would have looked like had he not had his surgeries and and all that. And you seen how the rest of the Jacksons look? Yeah. Do you think that the world, and I'm just being honest, and it's, I'm talking about black folks too, would have bought into Michael Jackson singing songs like, um, you know, Make Me Want to Scream and all that, looking like Tito Jackson? I mean, with, with Mike, and, and, and I may be missing the point, but as far as musically, I think blacks would have stayed on the line with him, regardless, because we stayed on the line with him when he... Change the white mic. You know what I'm saying? We stayed with him, period. Not because of the, the, the look. We stayed with him because of the sound. Ask Billy Ocean about that. Well, I mean, yeah. Billy Ocean, man, what yeah. Billy Ocean was like what? R&B and with the pop R&B? In urban music, and we've talked about this before, in urban music, we are the quickest of all consumers to cast a cast aside one of our artists once they look or we perceive them as being old. Think about well, this. 
You hold on, hold on, hold on. Er, did you say we came? Now, what which lane of artists are you talking about? Hip hop or R and B? Hip hop and R and B. Let me tell R&B you why. One so person, I, I'll look, give you a prime example. It. I got one for you too. Go ahead. I give you a prime example. Usher and Cisco are the same age. Why do they only book Cisco and Drew Hill for old school shows? Yet Usher doesn't. Why Usher still puts out music that makes the perception that he's young? Well, I mean, it's relevancy. It's all that's it is with him, and you got to think about with the, the people that's working with him. They're keeping him relevant. I mean, that's why he's doing that Euro pop. Which is selling out, which we talked mm-hmm. about earlier. That's not okay. reinvention. That's selling out. You think him doing Euro pop is selling out, but that is the most dominant music worldwide? And he is a worldwide selling artist. I think when okay, you sell, now, now I think numbers don't lie. When you sell ten million dollars doing a pure R and B album like Confessions, and you turn around and you only sell one point eight doing songs like OMG, I think the world is speaking for you. Well, is that stateside record? Is that total sales? No, I'm talking about total. Oh well, the single sold ten, twelve million copies. The album didn't. People bought Confessions because as a body of work, Confessions uh-huh. was a pure, it was a, it was a masterpiece. You can't, like, you can't take anything away from that album right. as a masterpiece. The Raymond versus Raymond, for the Raymond versus Raymond album, you could pick a, couple of, uh, pick a couple of songs here and there. That's why they did a reissue of Raymond versus Raymond, and they only picked the that were this whole Euro pop, and they put that out. They completely forgot yeah. about the rest of the body of work of Raymond versus Raymond. Uh-huh. Usher is a product. Oh yeah, Usher is he is he's a product. There's a difference. Yep. People can do it. It can be done. He was one of the ones who did it. But at the first moment of trouble, it was like, oh, let me go ahead and find out whatever the biggest trend is. Now you look at someone like Neo, and I know a lot of people give Neo grief, but because Neo was one of the first ones to do that whole Euro pop kind of thing, but he did it when it wasn't popular. Well, I, I got a he contrast to that. I, I have a contrast to that. And it's not that much of a contrast, but, I mean, let, let's look at Charlie Wilson. He evolved with the time. We didn't throw him away. Charlie's still a big-selling guy. Charlie still had that same sound, though. I mean, same. dude, he, man, Charlie, yeah, he, he still, dude, he looking still, at this he vocal. He still had that same his, sound, man. His vocal, like no, no, no. Get, drop the bomb on me and hello, uh, how you doing? My name is Charlie Wilson. That ain't the same sound. But as it's the still, it's not the but same still, sound, but it's the, it was the right. current R&B. It's the current right. R&B. That's the difference between Charlie Wilson and Usher. It was he, the current R&B. Well, Usher, Usher was, was not wait. the current R&B. Usher. I'll give you another Usher. example. I'll give you another example. What Ron Isley did with Shout back in the '60s is not the same Ron Isley that did Contagious, but that's the pre- that's the purest example in the music business of reinvention. You go from doing Shout to uh, you know drafting on a melody. I mean, you to mm-hmm. to between the sheets, but it always kept it. He always presented the best of the R&B genre. That's mm-hmm. different. That's what makes. In Usher's case, is selling out. Instead of presenting the best of the genre and making it a hit, he went and he chased a hit. He chased a sound instead Usher. of taking the sound that has made his career and bringing it current. He could have been one of the ones, like people give Alicia Keys a lot of grief, but Alicia Keys has made her career and has always been on top of the pop chart doing R&B records. Now, we might not always like them, but you can't deny that she does R&B records. Right. She doesn't go chase the sound. Yeah, Usher, Usher, um, Usher basically saw how Justin Bieber was making his mother and was like, exactly. Oh well, I am. I need to make me some money too. Bam! I got me a sound just like Justin. Even though he's my artist, I'm gonna make some bread. I mean, come on now. Like I said earlier, now, Usher is in the age group to where he needs to be doing. True manly R and B. Not none of this pop crap dancing around type. I ain't got no problem with us dancing. He been dancing for years anyway. I ain't got no problem with that. But Usher, we need some R and B. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't need you over there like you back in the, you know, late 90s doing my way. We don't need that. Not right now. Well, not no more. Find somebody else. This is the thing about it. Because, and I, I say this to all artists and any artist that I talk to, I warn them of this. I tell them, be careful of the trends that you chase because when that trend is over and you're no longer relevant, you're going to have to come back to R&B. Right. And when I say come back to R&B, I'm not just talking about the sound. I mean, for all those times that you skipped over going to Tom Joyner or Steve Harvey, you went to Ryan Seacrest, mm-hmm. And at some point, you're going to have to go back to Steve Harvey. You're going to have to go back to Tom Jordan. And they may or may not take you. Now, there's an artist out there who was big in terms of popularity because of the platform that they were introduced via. And they they figured because they were introduced in such a pop format that they never had to go back and do, oh, I'm not going to go back and do this little black show. So they didn't do the Tom Jordan. They didn't do the... The, the Russ Pars, they didn't do the Steve Harvey. They went for the Brian Seacrest. They went for the Z100. And when they fell off and when they fell off fast and hard, all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I'm back with my people. Oh, you wanted to do the Z100 Christmas Bash, but you didn't want to do the Essence Festival. Now you're trying to do the Essence Festival, and they're like, no, nah, we good. Right. You get what I'm saying? You look at someone right. like, you look at a group like Boys and Men, who at the height of it, Boys and Men was the biggest thing in music. Boys and Men was the biggest thing in music. But That's true. Boys and Men did every urban outlet first, and then they went to the pop outlet. They went to urban media first, and then they went to pop media, and they always kept that formula every time they came out. Because of it, Boys and Men is still one of the highest-grossing acts in the music business today. They'll never go broke. Mm-hmm. They, they will they will always have feature shows. They will always be on the main stage at Essence. They will always sell out, you know, arenas all over Europe and Asia. It's, it's because they kept their base. All I'm saying is yeah. there is a way to do it. There's a way to reinvent yourself, but, there, but keep your substance. I'm not mad at the people who are out there, you know, getting their money. I'm not mad at you. Right. I tell people that all the time because I get it. I'm an artist, too. I understand it. I completely get it. Truth be told, you can't always, you know, look, people ask me, okay, you remember when I put out Beducation a couple years ago? Beducation was a stark contrast to some of the quote-unquote neo-soul records that I put out prior to that. And I had a lot of people that asked me, well, why didn't you, what's up with all the the, uh, baby-making music? I'm like, hell, y'all didn't buy the neo-soul stuff. And I just had to be honest with them. It's a part of my personality. I love writing songs. I love writing baby makers. Always have, always will. It's one of the easiest things for me to write. It's one of the the things that I can put the most passion into. You know, I probably won't do another full project like that. But, I mean, Vegetation outsold the project prior to it. Vegetation outsold Life of Southern Love. I mean, was that reinvention or was it selling out? I don't know. But I know I was able to pay some bills with it which a lot of artists just are not able to do. So I get it. The pressure is there. You know, you change the style. And the future is happy. I mean, you got to look at it. He went from being that second generation of Dungeon Family, and let's be honest, name me three artists that were second generation um, Dungeon Family besides future. Mm. Uh, Slim Cat Home? Slim Cut Cat Home? And I can't name another one. <laughs> That's all I know. So, mm. but interesting show topic tonight, people. Um, we had a lot of discussion about, you know, what's going on with, you know, people reinventing themselves. Is it selling out or is it not? Um, basically, you know, there are mixed opinions about several different artists that are out there now, but. You can see the ones that are out there actually doing great, still making good music, making their money, doing shows, all of that, receiving those awards. Um, and then, of course, you have the ones that just not making it. You know, whatever in which they're doing, it's just not following through for them. You know, maybe, you know, continuing to find their niche is what they possibly will continue to do. 
Um, and another artist we didn't, you know, we didn't talk about, um, which possibly will definitely be a uh, mixed argument as well. But it's uh, Snoop, Snoop Dogg, which is he calls himself Snoop Lion now. Um, I still haven't grasped the fact on why he's calling himself Snoop Lion now. But shout out to Snoop Lion. I mean, he has had several different albums. Um, he's always found a way to, you know, give you. You know some some good music here and there, and you know some chart topping records. Yes, he he has continued to find a way with that. Um, also, um, you look at I hate to even bring up his name. You know we've been waiting on his album for decades, Dr. Dre. Um, he had that the Chronic Chronic 2001 was waiting on Detox. I don't know what happened with Detox. I don't even know if it came out or whatever happened with it. But did he reinvent himself or did he stay relevant? We don't know. I I don't know. Of course, we know that his his uh, his producing, you know, has always been there. But as an artist, would we you know call him as being reinventing himself every ten years to stay with the time, or is that the same Drake? We don't know. So, but. Great discussion tonight. Uh, we definitely probably will uh, continue this discussion on the further day because it, it's, it's some other things which we can definitely talk about uh, with that. And also, I really want to talk about independent artists who became major, mainstream artists who reinvented themselves from how they were when they were independent to become the mainstream. You know, for, did that help them? Did that propel them to get to the point to where they are now? Um, I think that's a topic that I would want to discuss on the next episode of Talk of the Town with Nick Eden. Uh, we definitely want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. We had a great discussion. Uh, you can definitely go back and listen to the show on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the middleman and click on this particular episode. Also tune in this Sunday for the Middleman Talk Show at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Central. You can listen by phone as well. If you dial 718 508 9972 for the Middleman Talk Show. Definitely, definitely appreciate everyone for taking an hour out your day to listen to the Middleman Talk Show. We definitely have something great in store for you guys this coming Sunday. You know how it is on the Middleman Talk Show on Sunday. We keep it heated now. But we're going to give you some thought provoking things to get you thinking in a different perspective. You know? We definitely want to hear you guys' opinion. We definitely want to hear what you guys have been thinking. And also some of these topics in which we come up with on the Middleman Talk Show, maybe some things in which you've been thinking about just haven't voiced it. Also, if you have anything that you want us to discuss and want the Middleman to debate, send us an email at wearethemiddleman at gmail.com. Send us an email. Or hit us up on Twitter. Hit, hit me up at themiddlemanal. You can hit up Kev at the Middleman KG and also Nick Eden at Nick Eden. Um, definitely check out our website, wearethemiddleman.com. You can also go to um, my YouTube page and watch some Middleman films. So definitely do that. Support the Middleman Radio. We definitely support you guys. If there are any independent artists out there, as you heard two weeks ago, the Middleman Radio is only playing independent artists on the show now. So we definitely want the clean versions of your music. Send those to us. We'll definitely get you in the rotation on our show. Um, we definitely appreciate those who have submitted records. And for the ones who have already submitted records and your song have not been played yet, give us some time. We are going in the order in which we have received um, based on the flow of the show so definitely give us some good music and we'll definitely get you guys on the show we'll appreciate it and uh, once again we appreciate the fan it's the middleman and we out
comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a wheel to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man because he was down the wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in. Go live 6 p.m. Blog Talk Radio.com. The middle me. Hey, what's happening? The middle me. Hey, what's happening? The middle me. Hey, what's happening? Blog Talk Radio.com. The middle me. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.